Fremont Podcast with Seth and Nerva Ready. This is Stephen Robles, and we are here back together-ish, right? The, the OGs in the house today. The OGs, that's right. You guys are back in California, though. You're out there. Yes. We are, so it's dark. I don't know if you can tell. We got these shadows behind us because it's uh, it's early here, which it's like 519 on Sunday evening, but it gets dark here now, like at 445, so it feels way later than it is. I thought you were talking about spiritually dark. I thought you were making, oh, well. I thought See, you, now. I thought you were making a Mordor pun. There's dark and then there's darkness. Right. <laughs> right. It's dark right. out here. In these All right. parts. Well, there's not much to talk about. You know, it's a pretty quiet season it's here in America. But before we jump into everything, listeners, as you know, we want to tell you about Impact 360, you know, our longtime and awesome sponsor. Listen, if you want to get grounded in truth and learn how to defend your worldview, this is the place to do it. Go to impact360.org. You know, they have those online courses, Truth, Worldview, Defending the Resurrection. You can take all those courses online. In your house, you get $25 off when you use the promo code FREEMINDS. And then don't forget to check out their gap year program. You know, they got that nine-month year where you could send someone right before they go to university, after they graduate high school, they can go to the Impact 360 Institute, and they can learn about defending their faith and worldview and all that great stuff right there at Impact 360. You can get the Impact the application fee waived uh, if you use the promo code FREEMINDS for that stuff too. So check all that out, impact360.org. So, Brother Seth, what's going, what's going on over there? Woo. Well, not much. <laughs> trying to think how to approach this today, man. We we've it's been we've been off for a couple of weeks, as people will know that are our normal listeners. Um, you know, partially we just man, we it's been a battle. It's been a crazy it's been a pr- crazy couple of weeks. We actually went down to Florida to be there for many different reasons, but one to to be there for the election and all that, and so. You know, that night, kind of going into it with some excitement, voted that day. And and then, uh, you know, as things got closer to the night, end of the night, it was in some ways looking really good. In other ways, a couple surprises. But, you know, we like go to bed and it's looking good in Pennsylvania, looking good in Michigan. Uh, wake up in the morning, all of a sudden there was these uh, inexplicable spikes <laughs> at four in the morning. Um and it looked, man, it just, it was like, man, what's happening here? What's going on? And, and kind of like everybody was stunned. You know, somebody described, I think it was, I guess it was last week, right? It was last week when it happened on Tuesday. I forget two when weeks we're ago. Was two, almost two weeks ago. Election, yeah, as, as people listen to this. Yeah, so Wednesday, I think for the next four days, you know, I, I've never felt a national like a world or national event like that in my life. Like I felt this one, you know, I feel like maybe the past two and a half years since we started getting into this stuff. And, and, you know, I told Nerva, I said, ignorance really is bliss sometimes. Um, But the more we got into this stuff and I, I started reading a lot about politics and just the culture wars and stuff like that and realizing kind of the depth of evil and the depth of deception that was going on, and it can be disheartening when it feels like that's winning. Right. And, um, and so we're, you know, going into it, doing everything we can, trying to prepare people um, to understand just God and government, not get caught up in all the, all the media hype and all the social media hype and everything that we're going through and, and feeling like, man, we're, you know, we're, we're part of this chorus that's making a difference. And then to get on the other side of it and see kind of how statistically some of the voting broke down and to see that I think 
if these estimates are right, some somewhere around 46% of evangelicals voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, man, how could, how could this be possible? I guess not enough people are doing impact 360, but, hey. um, you know, it was, it was disheartening and, and really agonizing because of the unknown as well. And, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but one of the things you guys can add into this too, but no matter what happens with this particular election, I think the issues are much broader than, than this. And one of them is being able to see through who, you know, the, Satan always makes a counterfeit. So you got, you know, sometimes talked about is the, the fivefold ministry. You got apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and um, I'm leaving one out, shepherd, or I think it's yeah, yeah. shepherd or pastor, depending on. Um, so, you know, it, at least off the top of my head, you can think of three categories in the culture where you have the false teachers, that's academia. Hmm. Um, you have the false apostles, that's the politicians. And this can be on both sides, but definitely the, the, the DNC itself as a platform has become linked with the satanic agenda. Hmm. But then you have individual Republicans as well that are caught up in this stuff and they're paid off and they're bought and all through the spectrum. So those are the false apostles, the leaders, you know, the, the people that are moving, furthering the agenda of the satanic regime here on, on earth. And then you have the false prophets, and that has become the media. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I think what we saw, and, and every people have noted this, but one of the things you saw was they said Fox News finally stabbed <laughs> Uh, Trump and, and patriots in the back on election night. And they've been moving in that direction for quite a while. So people that have, they kind of noticed these things with the exception of, I think there's a lady in the morning named Maria. Uh, I forget her last name off, offhand. Uh, there's Hannity, uh, Tucker, um, Lou Dobbs, a few others that are still kind of, you feel like you can trust them. But as, as a whole, the organization has been moving leftward, which is the, the tendency just in every sphere is like always that, that drift, uh, if not outright push. And some people have said it's Murdoch, his son, I guess, has kind of taken over as CEO and he's kind of pushing in that direction or whatever. But uh, Tuesday night, I think, became the culmination of that where they were like, this is our moment. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, have this, ha- you know, stab Caesar there. And um, so, so at this point, we're all sitting around like, man, they're they're not even now pretending to do journalism anymore these mainstream media outlets it's basically just become full-on propaganda we've been talking about that at Fremont for a while so I was thinking back you know do you remember Stephen when the first time we started talking about kind of the media and and how you know deceptive they were becoming it might have been like a year and a half ago yeah it was it was early on when we were starting these and we tried touching on that yeah so i think you know we've been seeing that for a while right and i feel like they really came to their you know they had their their game seven uh i don't know if it's game seven or game six jordan moment you know where they went for 55 (laughs) um they they had their moment this week it all came to a head and they have together i mean they have concocted this narrative now that joe biden is the president-elect and to to the point that it seems like it's just there's no coming against it it's hard to see how you could even overcome it and then social media also colluded with them so everybody that began posting mm-hmm. a dissenting view they either censored it or they put this thing on the bottom ap has called for biden all this kind of stuff so it seems it's like man how do you 
how do you begin to combat this? Then you have leaders um, on all sides, different countries calling in, congratulating them. And then you get the rhinos, Republicans in name only, like, uh, you know, Mitt Romney and even George W. Bush, who is, you know, there's conspiracies about him. I don't even need to commit any of those here, but definitely he's on the globalist agenda. So he's, you know, taking that route as well. And so you have this chorus and then the churches, many of the churches just basically, you know, let's, yeah, congratulations to Joe Biden, president-elect, and let's come together now in unity. Joe Biden just wants to bring us together in unity and even some Trump supporters. So for those who are seeing through this for what it really is, an attempt to rush through this coronate, this false coronation, yeah. um, it can be really painful and agonizing. And you feel like, man, how do we get from underneath this weight? And I, you know, I don't know how you felt, Stephen, and how, you know, you got a family, you got other things going on. But for me, I feel like I've been in the trenches on this stuff the past year and a half. So it really has been a, an emotional struggle to, to say, well, first of all, what's going to happen? What does this mean for our country in the next, you know, year, two years, three years, or 10 years? And then uh, two, like, um, if it does go to the worst section what does that mean for all these guys that you know prophesied it that we kind of have leaned into or even you know just everything we thought was going to happen that didn't come to pass and then three like how do we in this interim time what do we do and that's kind of what i want to discuss today is, is what do we do and what do we put our confidence in any thoughts on that from either of you i would just say you know i knew it was going to be a limbo time you know nothing was going to be decided the night of the election and now it just this limbo time is tough, you know, for everybody, but I almost feel like it's indicative of how the church has been for a while now mm. too, where so much of the church is in limbo of mm. leaning towards progressive Christianity and wow. moral decline. And then the other half seems to be pressing in and you want to believe that a great awakening is coming. You want to believe yeah. that that second or another revival is coming for the church in America as a whole and the other part of me, just to be totally honest, it's like, you know, you see how Europe went and then the UK and it's like, well, then, I mean, maybe we're just on that trajectory as well. And so for me, it's tough in, in the limbo, like you're saying, like not knowing what's going to happen, but also seeing the church uh, just at the American church at large for the last number of years. And I'm not sure if it has like the fortitude you know, is it, to go and actually fight during this time. I think a remnant does, and mm. maybe that's all we really need. But it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. You know, it's almost, it's easier to just kind of like, let's just get to January and see what happens. Um, but I also understand that people's lives are hanging in the balance. And you see, you know, like the big name pastor who failed morally recently, and you see all these mm. other names, and it's like, I don't know. People dropping like flies, but some people seem to be staying strong. Like it's hard. It's hard to deal with all that and, and juggle it all and actually like think about it. You know, it's just a lot. Well, it's it's certainly a shaking, right, of everything. I mean, it, what about you, babe? How are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling? You know, I. You know, I'm amazed at how many um, people are not really afraid of communism and socialism. It's like they'll go right walking right into it like nothing that everything will be right and everything will be just fine i mm. thought that these past seven months was like a precursor 
to that <laughs> kind of living hmm. and that um, with all the rioting and all the devastation and all the overreaching of leaders into people's lives and even their homes and churches, I thought people are sick of it. This will, this vote will turn it all around <laughs> and the opposite hmm. happened. And I just was like, whoa, but more than that, I think that night I realized, okay, this battle is hmm. global. It's not local. It's, it's, more um the onslaught of it to me hit me hard and i was like wow i feel like it's the world against our president or the world against our um freedom the country that my parents fought hard to get to even after slavery um could fundamentally change and it will have a different look a different personality based on what the turnout was. And so I was just hit with that. I was like, this battle is serious. It's, yeah. it's, huge. it's weighty, right? Even it's when we weighty. voted that day, it, it was, was weighty. Yeah. I felt emotional yeah. voting. Like I walked out of there like, Oh, why am I so emotional? It just felt like this, this, this one. I think I marked. And people say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This election is the most <laughs> important election but for real in my lifetime. I was yeah. Like, so I felt it. I marked that paper so hard. I, I think I almost went through. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure, but you know, a pastor said this uh, this past Sunday when we were in Florida, he said, and, and I thought it was pretty good, he said, you know, if it was a fair vote and it came out like this, sure. um, and that many people voted for Biden, then we have a lot, to work to, a lot of work to do in the church. He said, if it was a fraudulent vote <laughs> and it was overturned, then the church has a lot of work to do. So it kind of depends, you know, how we, how we approach this either way, I think it's not it's not time to sit this out and just kind of get quiet and you know tell people to just let let's calm down and go back to normal i don't i think that normal has passed too much shaking has has happened and so we need to know how do we proceed from here but i want to i want to read a little bit out of uh lance Wallnow's book uh god's chaos code i think it was called he put it out in october but many people anticipated what we're going through right now exactly now from lance's perspective i don't think he was prophesying this particular thing even though he does um work in kind of that prophetic flow i think in this case he was just drawing together different threads based on his understanding of what was happening. And mm -hmm. as well as like, you know, Trump had been talking about this voter fraud, the mail-in voter sure. fraud for, you know, years really, even back to a tweet I heard in like 2012. Um, many people have been anticipating this, but I thought this one from Lance was pretty, was pretty interesting. He said, and, and again, this was back in October when this book was what came out. It said, the election looks increasingly like it will not be decided on November 3rd, as some rogue states are counting mail-in ballots as long as they are postmarked by midnight on election night. This means it could be a Trump landslide on election day, and then, surprise, surprise, ballots begin to arrive postmarked November 3rd, 2020, with timestamps of 9 o'clock p.m., 10 o'clock p.m., or even 11.59 p.m. We can see within days that landslide turns into a margin and then potentially a Trump defeat. That scenario doesn't even include the normal illegal ballots, ballot harvesting, and voting irregularities. The key indicator is going to be major networks like Fox, AP, and even Facebook not declaring a winner on, an, on election night. If that doesn't happen, the election results will be contested and the debate could last not just weeks, but months. 
This uncertainty will unleash the street units of the Democratic Party, Antifa, BLM, and 100 other funded operations into open assault on America. It may be that the Supreme Court will end up appointing Trump as president during a period of unparalleled national chaos. The Trump victory won't stop the insanity. It will only serve to escalate the distress all the more. Now, again, he wrote that in October. Many people were saying that. Interestingly enough, we'll come back to this, but but many, so there's there's a core, uh, I was listening to Stephen Strang today, he was on the show um, earlier this summer, he write, I think he um, started Charisma Magazine or something like that, mm-hmm. but um, he said back in Y2K, he remembers sitting on a panel with a group of trusted prophets, and he said they were split right down the middle, half of them were saying this is going to be something major and like the end of normal life as we know it half of them were like saying no this is gonna um it's it's not gonna be that big a deal and so they were split on it on on this trump thing pretty much not even pretty much every like trusted prophet and again if you're coming into this and you're you're a cessationist or you don't believe in the you know the prophecy is still a current thing ended basically with the apostles that's fine you can look at it kind of as a weird experiment (laughs) but um you know, all these groups that are respected in this prophecy world were unanimous um, at different points saying Trump would be elected to two terms. Now, also, a subgroup of them were say, giving more clarity. They were saying, well, it was actually going to happen, not on the election night, but it was going to come through a ruling in the Supreme Court. And interestingly enough, this one guy who had said that had said Trump was going to appoint three Supreme Court justices in his first term and he thought he got it wrong and last minute oddly enough like i think it was either right on rosh hashanah the jewish new year the day before when ruth Bader ginsburg passed just enough time to get amy coney barrett on the supreme court which is really unique if you're thinking about man what was god doing on that what if this does happen like that that would be the biggest just most specific you talk about you know in in the debate of intelligent design of specified complexity um, being an indicator of design, like in this case, you, you, there's just no way to not see that if that were to happen like that. But you did have prophets saying that. Now, a lot of people jumped out when it didn't happen on election night and they said, oh, look at these idiot prophets and all this stuff. So it'll be really interesting if it gets overturned, are these same guys going to come out and publicly repent for slandering these guys who not only got it right, but got it dead right in the face of seeming impossibility. Um, because that's, yeah, go ahead. What you got? Do you, do you think, I know some people, you know, going back to listening to like the Kim Clement prophecy and some yeah. of the others, you know, it was, the prophecy was for two terms and some people were like, well, maybe it means, you know, Biden for four years and then Trump gets elected for another term later. Do you think that's what these prophets actually meant or did they mean like two consecutive terms? Yeah. And so, you know, I think we're going to have to do another episode where we dive into more specifics um, on what like prophecy in general, especially in in the New Testament context. And then what did these guys say? But one, I'll just say briefly here, one of the things I've been kind of learning, and I'm not an expert on this stuff like this in the field, like I feel super confident to, you know, just pontificate on. (laughs) But um one of the things is they said, you know, you're looking for a sketch, like what are these guys all saying? And it, and it kind of, with prophecy, even in the Old Testament, you can see this with Jesus. Like oftentimes when you read something that later on gets interpreted in the framework of Jesus, you're like, man, I wouldn't have seen that in the original context, but put together with these other verses, it starts to put, it starts to form this sketch that 
Jesus fulfills and you're like, oh man, it's only in retrospect that it becomes really clear. But on the front end, I think, I, I do think some of them were saying re-election now. Like, I, don't, I think there are some of those prophets that there's no way to say, no, they meant two terms and it could be separated. Now, I think Kim Clements, for instance, could be. It could, he like, he, did, he didn't specify he's passed away, so we can't ask him, like, you know, did you, when you were saying that, what did you mean by it? Um, there are others who, their prophecy could be that, and maybe it is, like, I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I think, again, we'd have to look at the specific ones, but I, I do know the, the guys, for instance, that said, no, he's being reelected and I'm standing, like, there are many prophets. In fact, most of them have not backed down an inch. Like, even, even now, is, is even pro-Trump political pundits are saying, man, this is a huge uphill battle and it's looking more and more improbable. Many, most of them are still standing and saying, nope, it's going to happen it's going to happen. And, and I'll go down with the shit. Like I'll, you know, I'll repent if it doesn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm standing by this. I'm putting the weight of my name on this. And I believe it's going to happen. I think those guys are not saying, they're not kind of giving the, the out like, well, maybe it's, you know, 2024. Yeah. However, there are some that could, does that answer that? Yeah. 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 I'm yes. I felt similarly. Um, yeah. And so, I think, again, we just, and, and they are all marked down. Like the, a lot of these, most of these guys that are consider themselves like to hold the office of, of a prophet, they write these words down, they date them, they have them archived, you know, and they, they do hold themselves accountable before yeah. these, before these people. And I think um, if you're interested in, in us, if you're listening, you want us to, sh to send you some links, we can send you some links of, of people who are even still, there's a guy named Kent Christmas, there's Jeremiah Johnson, there's Kim Clement, there's uh, Dutch Sheets, there's Mario Murillo, there's um, a guy named uh, Charlie Champ, and all these guys are, you know, they're just, they're leaning in right now and saying, and here's an interesting thing, the Mountain Prophet. I was just going to say we talked about the mountain prophet on the show before yeah. and interestingly enough here's another part of that sketch Stephen. he's and you were there with us that day he's he called my dad that morning that morning he said i got one word from the lord it's landslide now sure you get to where we are now and you say man he got it wrong but interestingly enough we're going to play this clip later Sidney Powell on Trump's legal team, who's super solid, respected, never says anything that she can't back up. She says specifically in this interview, Trump won by a landslide. And we're going to show it. So now the next day he calls my dad and he says, sting operation. He said, and so he didn't know what that was yet. He didn't have an idea of what it was. Now it does turn out <laughs> I feel like I'm giving this insider like uh, Steve Bannon war room stuff here. <laughs> but I talked to a high level state farm agency that knows a mayor of a major city in Georgia that says the night of the election, they sent in military um, ops to, to um, recover this hard drive, Dominion hard drive. I, and I, I don't know if he said it was overseas or if it was in Maryland, but he said they recovered this and, and got some people that were working on it as a sting operation. I just heard this um, two or three days ago now, and I just saw an article that that same guy sent me last night of somebody yesterday who wrote it. Um, that, and again, I can't vouch for this person who wrote the article, but they said, yes, it is in fact true. 
um, they did do the sting operation. This one said in Germany. And so they were saying they were controlling, they were flipping votes from Germany. So again, right now, I don't have the information to say it's 100% true. We're going to play this clip from Sydney Powell later on where she says they got the evidence they need. Um, and, and she said they have a major whistleblower um, that's, that can show how they stole elections using the software in Venezuela, I believe, um, a few years ago. So anyways, this, this would be a major development. So we're going to come back to that. But this is what the Mountain Prophet said. He also said this. He said five entities, and you can vouch for this too, Steve, five entities were about to be judged publicly. He said the DNC, the uh, Democrat Party, the Chinese Communist Party, the Muslim Brotherhood, the mainstream media, and the Vatican. Yikes. And he said they were about to get their comeuppance, you know. And so um, I think in, in another part he told us way back is whenever judgment always comes through exposure first. So it gets exposed to everybody, then it gets brought down. Now, how interesting would it be if God allowed this to happen and did this intentionally um, to bring exposure to voter fraud. Now, the people that are claiming voter fraud are saying that the Democratic Party has been doing this for years, like all the way back to JFK's election. And so they're saying this is a typical thing they've done in the past, wherever they've tried. Um, people have claimed, again, I, I can't verify this, but serious people have claimed that Obama used this Dominion system in, in 2012 against Mitt Romney. And they said they tried to use it in 2016 for Hillary, but somehow somebody got in and blocked it. Wow. And that they couldn't comment on how they did that. This was, uh, it was a general name, um, or he was a third level Navy guy. Uh, he said this the day before the election, Mick McKintry or something like that. I have to look this stuff up. Know. So, but um, that, that was legitimate. I heard that firsthand mm -hmm. from his interview. Um, and he said, basically, he couldn't comment on, on that any further. But he said they tried to use it in 2016, but they blocked it. Now, that makes me think in this one, if they didn't block it and they had the ability to, maybe they did do a sting operation. I can't figure that out yet for sure. Um, but anyways, so how interesting would it be if this was the thing that it brought the exposure? You, I think anybody that by this point cannot see the collusion of the mainstream media and big tech with the Democratic Party, BLM and Antifa, I don't, I don't know what else we can say. I would just go back and, and listen to some of our previous podcasts, but it should be so clear by now to anybody with eyes to see how they have continually lied. Now, this is an important portion to note is I don't think, and this is, I'm being more forthright in this podcast than I normally am with this particular topic because I think we have to right now. So okay. just forgive me if you're listening and you're like, man, is this gone, gone crazy? No, but I do think we're in an information war right now. And so I don't have time to, you know, give a thousand qualifications and, and kind of pitter patter around the bush. But um, I, I do really firmly believe that God raised up Trump as imperfect as he is as a Cyrus type guy. The more I've looked into this, I started in 2016 and I thought, man, I used to tell people, if we vote for Hillary, we, we get stage four cancer. If we vote for Trump, we, we're cutting a leg off to get rid of gangrene with, with no uh, anesthetic or no, <laughs> no numbing. So we could die either way, who knows. 
but I did, but the more I've looked into what he's done, actually, it's, it's much different than I originally thought. I think it became clear to me, the more I researched it, know that this is a, this guy, God has raised him up to do something specific, to tear down these, you know, to be a wrecking ball for all these corrupt systems that were there. And not, again, not to say he's perfect. He's very flawed and got his stuff, but it's amazing. God can draw straight with a crooked stick, as they say. <laughs> and I, I really do think God has raised this guy up to do this. And mainstream media has been like this for a long time. We just didn't know it. They haven't, they, they haven't fundamentally changed. They've just radicalized more and more. And the, yeah. the mask has come off increasingly. I think big tech, we, we live by Silicon Valley now. I, this, these, these guys have been like this, but their true colors are starting to show. And I think, again, this is God's means of exposing that deep-seated corruption, the globalist agenda through Davos. If you're not familiar with Davos, you can you can do your own research on that. George Soros, all these guys, this globalist meeting they do. I think it's in a camera if it's in Sweden or one of the Nordic countries that meet every year and basically discuss how they can control human beings around the world. Um, it's kind of wild. It's like a pinky in the brain type stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, you would think it's conspiracy theory, but you can actually pull it up and watch it, and you'll be surprised like how they they war game all this stuff out. They did they've done pandemics like this for years, and uh, they think through every potential angle and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, so through Trump, all this stuff is being exposed. Now, what if there has been voter fraud since JFK, and we haven't known it, and they've been putting people in and shading it, you know? as much as they could in certain directions. Well, that would be really interesting that God would use this guy to unearth it. And then maybe hopefully fix the system for the future. And that's, that's even beyond what happens with Trump. I think we can all pray and hope that if there is this level of systematic voter fraud, that it would get fixed and they would get rid of these machines or make it so they couldn't break into it. I, I won't go through all the, um, claims of fraud. But I, I do just want to say this, you know, some of you might be thinking, man, because right now the media is, I don't know where they're at today, but I know a week ago, they're like, voter fraud, no, that never happens. Um, and then they're, they're basically saying it, it can't even happen. It's, a, it's impossible. It's crazy to think that these guys should know better. And then I think a couple of days later, they were like, well, it can't happen on that kind of mass level. Uh, that would require too great a conspiracy and you can't flip that many votes and stuff. So, you know, the goal, you'll see the goalposts move. And as they come out with this scorecard software and they'll, they'll kind of move it over again. At, at this point, honestly, you cannot even, I, I would recommend not even listening to anything on mainstream media um, until they fully repent, which may, which may be never. And so right now I'll give you a couple, <laughs> give you a couple resources, Epic times, E P O C H times, Download that app. They got great articles. They update them by the hour. Um, I feel like they're way more honest. Nobody's without a point of view. Everybody's got a point of view. So that's not to say they're coming at it from this kind of sterile place, but I think they are way more honest in their journalism. There's another um, americasvoice.com, if you can link that to Stephen. Has interesting shows on there, some, some more um, Characters like Steve Bannon, again, if you're coming from the mainstream media side, you'll think, man, that's he's a crackpot, crazy right wing uh, nut. But just I, I tell you this, listen to it 
give it a chance, see what you think, because he's actually much more sound and, and thoughtful and I feel like honest than you might think from the outside. Um, there's, uh, I wanted to give you one more, what was it Newsmax, Newsmax. A lot of people are switching over to Newsmax. Get that app. I would say get rid of the news app on your phone. Just get rid of it. It's time to start um, resisting this takeover by these companies and, and making them feel it. I also want to say um, it, on social media platforms, try out Parler. Um, what was the other one? There's one I haven't tried out. Do you know the, the Facebook alternative, Stephen? Is it MeWe or? I forget. I knew about Parler. I, I saw Carol, Dr. Carol Swain, who was actually on the show, told people. Yeah. Oh, she was she talking about Parler? Yeah. Yeah, so MeWe, I think, is the name. Like me, myself, and then we, uh, W-E. Um, is is an alternative for Facebook. And I think we need to move as many people over to those as possible because right now they're just censoring any dissenting opinions or, you know, they're just part of this PSYOP. And if you remember that term from our conspiracy uh, theory episode, a psychological operation. And that's really what the the media and the social media big, you know, puppeteers are, are doing to the American public right now. And just a quick note, like media doesn't get to call president elects. Like they don't have anything to do with that. There's no official, the states have to certify and send their electors to the electoral college. That happens, I believe on December 14th. And we're going to talk about, there's some ways that that might, might not even happen quite like that, depending on um, a few things that go down. But any thoughts so far, just from you guys on, what you're seeing in the media and and are you surprised that it's to this level or you you know someone made a funny analogy saying that uh, the media declaring the president-elect is sort of like your uber driver doing your marriage ceremony is that <laughs> illegitimate but um i read this um this article um it said that the chairman of the federal election commission came out with an explosive announcement saying that from what he has seen in Pennsylvania and the reports he's been getting from elsewhere in the country, that this election is illegitimate. So Trey, I was, his name is Trey Trainer. Right? Trey Trainer, yeah, yeah, he's the Federal Election Commission. So I think I was discussing with some friends, and a lot of people didn't even know that there's an investigation going on, that there's allegation of fraudulent um, voter fraud on a massive scale. So just to put it out there, there there are investigations going on, lawsuits in court. Yeah. Um, hearings about people who have witnessed it, who played a part in it. They have whistleblowers and they have people who are confessing this. So I, I still get the sense that people don't know that this is going on because of the big media push to just quickly get this done. And so, yeah, I was, I was kind of taken aback. I was surprised. I was shocked. And then it took me about three days to recover. And after <laughs> that, I was, I was good to go. But I also deleted on my news apps off my phone. I said, you know what? Why read a bunch of lies? Why look at tabloids and, and things like that, that you know are false and you're convinced. I was convinced at this point that news media mainstream yeah. is- and I and I want to recount, sure. just, you know, and here's, if you're watching this on YouTube, here's the Epic Times. I don't know if it's backwards there or not, but um, they haven't called it yet these states and rightfully so. So they have right now Trump at 232 and Biden at 227. Mm -hmm. okay. And the reason so they have next to Arizona, Nevada, PA and Michigan lawsuits and next to Wisconsin and Georgia, they have a recount and audit going on. So um, 
to call that any of those states right now is, is premature would be too nice of a word. And it's what's going on is that what they're trying to do, we'll hear in a minute on this article, but they're trying to pound the people into submission. So they just give up because part of the battle lines are on this political end to try to get the populace to just say, shrug their shoulders, get on board with the Biden administration. And then we won't have anything bucking up against it. We'll, we'll weaken the knees of the Supreme Court. We'll weaken the legislatures, the mm-hmm. state legislatures. So, you know, that's, that's clearly the aim here. But I just, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, how could you guys believe there's voter fraud? Every, everybody says there's not. You know, you Google voter, voter fraud. It's hilarious. You, everything you see written there, how voter fraud's impossible, what, you know. Trump claims to voter fraud unsubstantiated everything. Google's in on the fix. Um, And so you really can't do it that way. But here's the deal. Let's give it a little context. So if you remember back to 2016, when Trump wasn't supposed to win and he won, how the news networks were flipping out because their polls were completely off. They were expecting Dominion maybe to kick in. Who knows? so they were, they were shocked. So then they jumped on the Russian collusion train, right? Um, turns out the, the only one really connected with Russia was Hillary to, to make this fake dossier so they could falsely um, really keep tabs on the president and his team and eventually the whole Obamagate thing where they were spying on him, like he said. Um, the media basically pounded this narrative for two years. And if you go back, it's hilarious if you can still find it on YouTube where they're like, bombshell. Uh, it's the beginning of the end, the beginning of the end, the beginning of the end, the beginning of the end for the Trump administration. And it's back to back to back, that. bombshell, bombshell, yeah. bombshell. He's going out. We got the proof. We got the proof. Adam Schiff just lying all the time. Well, they had no proof, even a, even an antagonistic um, prosecutor in Mueller couldn't find what he needed to get the job done. So then they pivot, right? Uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, impeach, impeach, impeach. And you could see that was a partisan sham. Everything they had said before, where Pelosi was saying, oh, you shouldn't impeach along partisan lines. Well, they impeached along partisan lines. It turns out that actually Trump was right to investigate Burisma and Biden. Uh, but, you know, apparently they said he did a quid pro quo, which they couldn't prove. So, again, media colluded mm-hmm. with them on this. Then next we turn to so many things in between, too, but I'm just giving you the big highlights. Next you turn to coronavirus. Well, we got the hysteria. I still got family members, uh, distant family members who haven't left their house house in months because they're scared that it's the bubonic plague out there. Um, and this kind of hysteria they created. And again, here's there's a potential debate here. You know, did they are they part of this global conspiracy that they intentionally took down the economy and tried to do Trump with this? Maybe not. Maybe so, but at least you could you can count on the Democrats to never let a crisis go to waste, right? <laughs> so they began to trumpet. They used the coronavirus as a pretext for these mail-in ballots, who everybody said is going to be ripe for fraud. Why? Because you send out all these things. You got wrong addresses. You got dead people. You got the ability to dogs, harvest yeah. a bunch of them <laughs> and write a bunch in. You get all. It just it sets it up for fraud. So you've got this media that's consistently been lying. The social media jumped in with, on the hydroxychloroquine thing. You couldn't have dissenting opinion. They ruined doctors' careers. Even guys from, I think it was Princeton or Yale, that came out and said, well, hydroxychloroquine and zinc, if taken early on, can you know, help as a therapeutic. Oh, get, get rid of this guy, too. He's a fraud. He's a, you know. So I think by now, if you've been paying attention at all, you have no trust 
rightfully so. You, you give them no credence as authorities and as reliable guides at this point. So then why would you think they wouldn't cheat? Like you're already set up thinking these guys will do anything like because they have painted Trump out as this Hitler, any means necessary to get him out, they're going to use. And they have used and they've been dishonest. They've lied. They've cheated. Um, you're like, man, I can't believe they haven't tried to take this guy out physically. Well, I've heard they have a couple times and, but anyways, so here we are, that, that kind of sets up the psyche already. Um, you have the mail-in balloting, and so you're thinking, man, that's weird. So we go to bed, right, uh, and, and Trump is up in these states. Well, we wake up in the morning, and all of a sudden he's down in these key states. We find out they stopped the vote count at, like, I think it was midnight or 1 o'clock. Multiple of these states, it's like four or five of these key swing states, they stopped the count, and then all of a sudden, all these Biden ballot, ballots came in. Now, the stopping of the count, I'm told, is really abnormal as well. Like, that's something that, that is not like a typical um, practice. But then you begin to look at the mathematical graphs, and there's these statistical, really, impossibilities where it's, they're both going along this trajectory, and the Biden one shoots straight up. And there was... You, you have situations in Michigan and in Pennsylvania where they're blocking Republicans out from um, the counting. They're not letting them in the room to observe the counting. You're supposed to both observe, have, have people from both sides. Then when they finally get a court order in Pennsylvania to make them allow them in, they keep them so far away that they can't see it. I think in, in uh, Michigan, they were, they were putting stuff up over the window so they couldn't even see in. Um, so anyways, all this stuff begins to smell fishy to anybody that's been watching them in the past and seeing what's going on here. It obviously smells of voter fraud. Now, is that proof in every case? Well, not necessarily right up front, but it is, it's good enough to say where there's smoke, there's typically fire, let's investigate, right? I think at very bottom, it says, we need to look into this, no matter which side you're on. Now, again, if, if Biden was caring about unity and fairness, he, would, he, would, he should be the first one to say, yeah, yeah, we should be looking into this. We should make sure, I think we won fair and square, so let's look at it. And, um, and, and if it's fair and square, I won, we'll take it good. But obviously, they're not doing that. They, they rushed as soon as they possibly could to crown him president. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about this story. I don't know if you remember this, Stephen, but in uh, – the first Kings, right? Where one of David's sons, it was Ad Adonijah. I don't know if you remember this, but he, he, he put together a, a group of people. He, he crowned himself the next King after David and they got a procession together. They, he put all those people around. They're going to march up the streets and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, but David had already decided because God had, you know, he felt like it was God's will for Solomon to be King. So Eventually, they get it overturned, and um, Adonijah ends up going to the horns for protection so they don't kill him. And I think we're, we might be in this case right now, this Adonijah moment, and they're trying to do everything they can to push him ahead. He's calling foreign leaders, which is what they put Michael Flynn in jail for, oddly enough. Um, mm. And uh, he's, you know, he's trying to get this money to, for the transition team. He's picked his cabinet. <laughs> And it's really, it's, it's, I mean, it, if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny, but it, it really is a sad situation. But I want to reference um, this 
article from Roger Stone. You know, he's kind of a character, but he has a brilliant political mind and, you know, he's involved. He's kind of in the know on this stuff. There's lots of articles you can read out there. Again, look at Epic Times, look at Newsmax. It'll keep you up to date better than I, obviously we can. We're not, you know, in that political knowledge realm quite like these guys are. But um, I'm going to pull that up here and read through a little bit. Anything you guys would add to what I just said? I would just say, what, what would you tell someone, you know, you've said a lot of things that are automatically assumed conspiratorial. And, you know, when you say like George Soros and global, whatever, yeah. like it sounds so weird. Yeah. I mean, even there's even a part of me that's like, this sounds crazy. I mean, how yep. do you address that what would you tell someone who's feeling that way yeah for sure i think i would go back to our conspiracy theory episode and you know you want to understand conspiracy theories in one sense aren't bad right they're just theories about conspiracies and what are conspiracies they're when people you know in secret collude together to do something wrong or you know to they, they join forces and we see those all the time, like day to day, every day there's, there are conspiracies that happen and sometimes they happen at these really high levels. And that's just, I mean, that's empirically verifiable that throughout history, there have been these conspiracies that have happened where people have conspired together to bring about some result in, in hiding and they brought it about sometimes successfully for a long time. Sometimes we still don't know about them like where they have been so successful that we don't know the conspiracy, you know, that they did conspire, but many times it'll be years down the road and they find out, Oh, wow, these guys, you know, they conspired. This was hidden. Da, da, da. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched those um, uh, from the UK where they're like in newly released uh, declassified documents and they're opening stuff up and you're like, wow, I never, and, there they are, you know, Project Mockingbird, they used to call that conspiracy. You can look that up. Um, but there's, uh, I think it was a camera of his FBI or CIA document where they actually declassified that in the last few years. And it was clearly there what they did. They, they were feeding these news organizations, feeding the media these talking points and, and having them basically sigh out the American people. And um, I, I would just say that you just have to do the research. Like, it's a lot of this stuff isn't even that hidden. Um, the George Soros, his Open Society Foundation, you can go and look where he's donated to these organizations and you can go look up Davos and watch their videos like you can at TED Talk, I think. Um, and, and you'll be, you know, you'll be shocked. It's kind of, it's, 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 there's some of those things that are hidden in plain sight. Um, now the, the level, you do have to, it, you have to be careful what you bite onto. So there's a lot of information out there from all sides. And Hayes said this the other day, the mountain prophet, he said, even when he gave us a piece of information he was gathering, he said, I always do the 48 hour rule before I bite onto some of these things that um, may or may not be true. And um, so sometimes you get, you know, the wild unfounded theories about the conspiracies that don't pan out or there's not good evidence for it. And we should be careful to note when, yeah, there's really good evidence for this or there's not as good evidence for that. And you kind of have to make those differentiations. Um, but be, I would say be more aware, be beware more of the idea when people dismiss something as, as conspiracy theory out of hand, mm -hmm. because that, that these days is, is typically used and some people said the CIA invented that term 
as a derisive term to keep people from looking into these cases where they have hidden things. I think the guy we interviewed said that wasn't quite right because the term was around before that, before the okay. 60s, but they did change the meaning of it. And they were the ones that crafted it and kind of um, made it to be used in that way. So he was agreeing in that sense. Hmm. Um, and so we have to be careful of dismissing stuff as conspiracy theory um, out of hand without looking at it. So you have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. And that can be hard. <clears throat> it can take a lot of time. So in a sense, oftentimes you'll end up leaning on other authorities of people that do look at it. And you have to see, are these people credible? That's again, why I give like um, America's Voice, Sebastian Gorka, Jerome Corsi, you can look these guys up on YouTube. And they're going to they're going to stand their whole career is built on their integrity and their honesty. So they're careful not they're not infallible, but they're careful to, to vet stuff properly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we're given the kind of we're given the footnote versions <laughs> here on our podcast. And we're telling you, you know, you can do a deeper dive if you want. But that, I guess that's in essence what I would what I would say is you have to. Yeah, you have to critically assess the evidence just like with anything else. But I think the fact, if you don't understand that the, that the, um, what do you, what do you, what's the word, the, the official story that's coming to us from our gatekeepers is unreliable by this point, I don't know what will convince you. Right. All I would do is go, go back and look at the talking points of the mainstream media in the last four years, compare it with reality, and I think their credibility will be greatly undermined. One good example is to see a burning building and people rioting, and it's called a peaceful protest. That's an example of, of dishonesty or just the lack of integrity of, of what's being presented to you hmm. versus what's being indoctrinated or, you know, for lack of a better word. Yeah. yeah. That's a good example. No, it is a good. Yeah. So during the riots, obviously, most people will know that even one was funny. The video, he was saying, yeah, this is a mostly peaceful protest. And literally behind him, buildings were burning. <laughs> and but, but, you know, I think the term, it gets thrown around a lot these days, but gaslighting, you know, that's what's going on with these silence and the, the, the mainstream media. It is hard to believe until you understand these are human beings running these things and they're interconnected together and they have an agenda and it it sounds crazy but i promise you everybody that if you do the research you will it, it will not sound crazy at all hmm. and that's all i could say is just you know follow what does he say on the, the matrix follow the white rabbit <laughs> that's right <laughs> just uh just just follow the white rabbit and then you'll see it and, and you should have seen it by now even with blm and Antifa. I mean, these those are perfect cases where they're they're using they're using the history of racism in America and and the the pain to really, in a very thinly veiled way, put forth a purely Marxist agenda, and they just paint that over it. And it's once you once you get past the surface, it's clear what's going on, and you begin to see, man, this stuff that these guys are. Whew, they are deceptive and they're using this stuff. They're, they're not for truth. They're not for goodness. Um, so yeah, I, I want to say, I want to read a little bit about this, just a couple portions of this Roger Stone article. He said the rush by Joe Biden and his corporate media propagandists 
to prematurely claim victory in the 2020 presidential election is the finale to an elaborate, long-planned psychological operation or PSYOP directed at the American people. The key to Biden's victory, quote unquote, has been aggressive censorship of non-believers in all mass media and on all major social media outlets. I tried to warn of this probability in weeks before the election. And I wanna um, skip down here just a little bit, but um, this is a funny little Jim uh, from the office that says those who spent the last four years convinced there was election interference. And then on the next whiteboard, he said, are now saying there's no way the election could be rigged. <laughs> right. um, no, but that's just a little funny thing. But let me see um, anything you guys would add in there while I'm looking. No, it is interesting. I mean, a lot of people have forgot that, yeah, the amount of Russian collusion articles that came out in 2016 was pretty amazing. And that line kind of carried through for months, if not at least that first year of Trump's presidency, it was still like Russians interfered. And oh, yeah. I don't even know if there was much evidence brought forth to show that that actually happened. But it is ironic that all that was said by one side. And now the same side is saying there's no fraud, there's no, possible, no yeah. chance of anything. That is definitely an irony. Sure. <laughs> right, right, to say the least. And it was so expensive, like millions of dollars were spent getting down to the bottom of nothing, pretty much. So. Mm. just unfortunate yeah man so you know basically in this article we'll link this to Stephen. i'll send this to you it's stonecoldtruth.com now i'll say i'll say this um briefly there's i've been listening to different people you know kind of in the in the trump camp some of them are saying it's it's going to be a major uphill battle it's uh you know everything's going to have to line up perfectly perfect storm but there is a path Roger Stone and a few others like Rudy Giuliani and now Sidney Powell, who, you know, I think people could write Roger Stone off a little bit because he's kind of this character, you know, they, they did a Netflix documentary where they smeared him. So it's easy to kind of dismiss him um, as well as Rudy Giuliani, you know, people. But Sidney Powell is just, you know, she's a straightforward, legal, brilliant mind. All three of them seem to be really confident that this thing is going to be overturned. And, you know, just, just think about the possibility if that happens, the violence that's going to ensue, because many people are thinking part, part of the PSYOP was, man, if you want to return to when America was normal and there were no lockdowns and no riots, let's vote for Biden. Now, what they're not thinking about is the very cause of these things are the people that are controlling Biden, his puppeteers. And so what, what's happening is BLM is the propaganda wing of the DNC. Antifa is the militia arm of the DNC. So of course it would calm down because he'll just make one call <laughs> and you, you know, they'll stop rioting, right? And of course the, you could unlock the economy because all the ones locking it down are who? Democrats, right? So you're in Florida, we were just in, there with you. It's like another world compared when we come back here mm -hmm. uh, where it's Republican run, he's a strong, you know, he, he gets it. He's not going to bow down to the political correctness and Florida's back up and running. It's, you know, somewhat normal. Yeah. But out in these Democrat controlled areas, they're getting ready to do a full on lockdown again. They're trying to say that Trump is the cause of that. That's, that's, the, that's the level of deception they're going to. Just, just let that land on you for a second. Mm -hmm. That they're blaming the lockdowns on Trump. 
And it's exactly the opposite of the case. He did the initial lockdown three weeks, and then he said, we got to get this thing wide open again. And he's trying as hard to push against the whole system. And they're blaming the continued shutdowns on him and the economic crisis. They also came out the other day and tried to call this. <laughs> they tried to call it the Biden vaccine. That's interesting. And it's, it, 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 again, at this point, I don't know what to say. If you can't see this stuff, it's, there's just nothing I can say. But um, this is the level that we are at with the PSYOPs. And so is there voter fraud? They're going to say no. Obviously, there's, there's tons of voter fraud. They got, they got thousands of written documents now. They got hundreds of sworn um, individuals, sworn affidavits with them. Now, is that going to make it to the level? That, that's the real question. The, the real question is not, was there voter fraud? Um, it clearly was voter, tons of it. They've got it in all these cases. The real, the real question is, is the Trump team going to be able to prove it to a level yeah. where they can overturn the election? Because that's a separate question. Sometimes you can even know a crime is committed, but you have to prove it according to certain legal standards that go over the bar of beyond reasonable doubt in court. You know, so that's a, that's a different question is, do I know it? Did it really happen? And that's the, that's the challenge they're up against now with the timing is can they prove it? Now, I was going to read. I'm just we're running out of time here. How long have we been going? About 57. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to. Uh, I want read this article if you get the chance, if you're listening to this, because he shows the path forward. I'm just going to briefly summarize it. There's a couple of battlegrounds. One, one way for Trump to do this is if they, they can basically inch away at it. So they do these recounts and audits. And if they recount at Georgia and they get rid of the kind of the obviously bad ballots and ballots, and it somehow turns back to Trump and that maybe the same thing happens in Arizona in Pennsylvania, maybe they rule out any of the uh, melons that came out after 8 p.m. on um, election day, and maybe that's enough to over to once you take those out, maybe it falls in Trump's place, or maybe that with the the dead people that voted and all that kind of stuff yeah. gets rid of enough ballots. So that that would you might call that the game of inches, right? And um, that's that's one potential way it could be overturned. I th there's a second way that's really interesting, and I think it might be the way that it happens. Um, and this is the one Roger Stone discusses in more depth. And it basically goes to the point where if, they, if they're able to show systematic fraud, that's where this um, hammer stuff really comes into play, I believe. And we're going to play that one clip for you before we end here in a little bit. But um, if they're able to show systematic voter fraud and it goes to the Supreme Court, and they rule that it was basically a, a bad election. It, it ruined the election. It's, it's, they don't even have to say that it's enough to overcome the votes. They just have to say, we don't even know how to assess it out mm. um, at this point. And it's so thoroughly corrupted, we're going to throw it to the state legislatures. And somehow it gets thrown to the House of Representatives. Um, and I that's the part I'm a little fuzzy on. Is it the House of Representatives or is it just the state legislatures made up of state senators and state House of Representatives. I'm not sure. I think it's the federal. Either way, on both of those, the Republicans have more votes. Um, and so you might be thinking the House of Representatives has a majority Democrat, but it, it's because each state only gets one vote. And those more of the states have a majority of Republican um, 
representatives. Based on states. Yeah, based on states yeah, alone. Based on states alone. And so how it would happen is prob as likely um, Trump would be elect if it happens through that route. Um, the electoral college wouldn't go through that it's something like neither one of them make 270 or or the Supreme Court rules it's a fraud election it goes to the house house votes Trump in Senate votes Pence in and then you got a second term Trump so that that is another option and stone goes to, into death we're going to see more of that you can again another another resource follow Eric Metax's YouTube show he's interviewing a lot of these guys on a on a daily basis um, they're going to be talking about this a lot more, I think, over the next week. So um, let's go to that. I don't know if you got that pulled up, Stephen, if you can shoot it up here and, and maybe share screen it. With Thank Dominion, uh, I, I, I strayed out disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company, its uh, software or machines. Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned, beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. Well, that's straightforward. It may take, uh, you're going to have to be quick to, to go through and to produce that investigation and the results of it. Uh, the, December, uh, the December deadlines are approaching uh, for electors and uh, just as we saw in uh, 2000 with Bush v. Gore. Uh, how critical are those deadlines and how urgent does that make your investigation and discovery? Well, for fraud this serious, I think even if the states are stupid enough to go ahead and certify the votes where we know the machines were operating and producing altered election results, if they're stupid enough to do that, then they will be set aside by the fraud also. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. President Trump won this election in a landslide. It's gonna be irrefutable and we are, patriots are coming forward all every day, all day, faster than we can collect their information with the testimony they're willing to give under oath about how their votes were stolen and how the machines operated. They were updated the night of the election, sometimes after the election. We've got statistical evidence that shows hundreds of thousands of votes being just put in and replicated. It, it's going to be there needs to be a massive criminal investigation and it's going to affect 
millions of voters and elections. With these allegations, these charges, is the FBI already carrying out uh, an investigation of these voting companies uh, where their servers are domiciled? And in at least two instances, three instances, uh, we know they're in foreign countries. Uh, tell us where the Justice Department is in all of this. Uh, I wish I knew. I'm not on the inside, so I'm not privy to that information. I know that even Democratic senators and Congress people for years have reported problems with this system to the FBI and to the government, and nobody's done a blooming thing about it. The people in the election security part of Department of Homeland Security need to be fired yesterday. They're absolutely ridiculous. Of course, Chris Ray needs to be fired, too, because the only FBI interview of any witness was to intimidate him and try to get him to change his truthful testimony for hours by an anti-Trump FBI agent. They still have politics infecting the FBI instead of just following the law. We are on the precipice of this is essentially a new American revolution. And anybody who wants this country to remain free needs to step mm -hmm. up right now. These are federal felonies. Altering a vote or uh, changing a ballot is a federal felony. People need to come forward now and get on the right side of this issue issue and report the fraud they know existed in Dominion voting systems because that's what it was created to do. It was its sole original purpose. It has been used all over the world to defy the will of people who wanted freedom. Sydney, at the outset of this broadcast, I said that this is the culmination of what has been a, over a four-year effort to overthrow this president, to first deny his candidacy uh, uh, d uh, the uh, election, but then uh, to overthrow his presidency. This looks like the effort to uh, to carry out an end game in the in the effort against him. Uh, do you concur? Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, it's been uh, organized and and conducted with the help of Silicon Valley people, the the big tech companies, the social media companies, and even the media companies. And I'm going to release the Kraken. I, I, I can't wait to see that Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. She sounds really confident. I'm yeah. And again, from what I, discovered, yeah. yeah, what I hear about her, she's, she doesn't say it if she doesn't have it. So we'll see. Uh, my, my hope is, and again, what if, you know, what if this is the thing that unearths this deep corruption and uh, as she was talking, I was reminded that another thing that through Trump has been unearthed was the corruption of the FBI and CIA. Mm. I think most people are seeing that now as well. So it's really, it really is a wild time. And maybe this will lead to the, you know, the judgment of some of these corrupt entities. And I, and I pray if it is, if it's real and it's there, I pray it's provable. I pray it is, like she said, irrefutable. Mm -hmm. And I pray that people are held responsible. So what can we do as we wrap up here? Here's what you can do. Do not collude, first of all, with the lie that there is a president-elect Biden. That's not a thing. Mm. Um, if you've done that publicly, then publicly write that it's not a thing. Mainstream media doesn't make that call. Um, states haven't been certified yet. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen on that end. So make that public statement. Two is there's a political battle. You know, we need to let people know this stuff. So let your friends, families, you're talking about it, let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Especially if they're pro-Trump, but feeling down and deflated. Hey, this ain't over yet. Go to, you know, we'd never been to one of the rallies, but at this point it might be, it might be worthwhile to go to the rallies and support, you know, give public 
give public uh, pressure that, to say, hey, we're not, we're not shrugging this thing off. If this thing is as dirty as it seems like, we're not going to sit by. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, right now, some of the churches are calling you to, to basically give in to the bully. Like if the bully takes your lunch money every day, you can have peace by continuing to give him your lunch money, right? Whew. Or you can stand up and face him and sometimes do what you got to do. And then we're talking metaphorically here, but sometimes you got to stand up and resist and even fight. Now it's even worse if a bully's not only picking on you, but he's taking the lunch money from the little girl sitting next to you. Are you just going to turn and look the other way? Hmm. And that's what's happening now. It's not only affecting us as the church, but the, if this is anything like it looks, I, I still am waiting for the proof to come in. We got to see it. But if it is what it looks like, if we do nothing, if we try to stay neutral, we are letting this bully come in and beat the mess out of a girl sitting right next to us because we don't have the courage to stand up and do what is right and to say, to speak out. So I, I want to say, if you're a pastor, have the courage to say the truth. You don't have to say more than what we know, but say what we know. Don't be afraid. Don't, you know, all these calls of oh, being divisive. It, it's, it is divisive right now. It's the division is upon us. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those times you have to choose a side. Choose it, stand strong, be loving, be kind, but choose it. I would also say give money to the to the legal funds of, of the Trump organization so they can pay these lawyers to go. They got so many lawsuits going on right now. And the biggest thing you can do is prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. So many people uh, give him 15 is a little thing Dutch Sheets is doing every day, just a 15 minute prayer. There's also, um, if you go to Eric Metaxas, sign up. They're doing these like every other day or every three days. They're doing this global prayer Zoom thing. They're doing it actually right now as we record. We might hop on after this. But pray fast. Um, put your confidence forward. You know, I, I don't know with certainty that it's going to happen, but I do have enough to say. I, I, I really do believe God is going to turn this thing around. And what looks improbable right now, he's going to use it for his glory. Um, if he doesn't and, you know, whatever happens, happens, we trust him in that too. But right now, I don't think it's time to just sit down and let the fear overtake and let mm -hmm. the um, apathy and kind of retreat and shrug our shoulders. No, we need to lean in with everything we got. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, same thing. Lean in, pray, trust God, intercede. And uh, yeah, remember, you know, it's not, I don't know, I think the enemies. Um, tactics are to, to wear out the saints and bully mm. us and to wear us down and, and cause us to lose hope. And there's always hope. We know that the wicked may seem to prosper, but it's always limited. It's always for a short time. And we know that we have the victory in the end. And, you know, with prophecies, we were listening how prophecies, mm -hmm. they take a while, you know, it's, it's seldom instant. We learned from listening to some prophets. And so <laughs> it's like, just stand still and see what God will do. Let's yeah, just man. trust the Lord. Let's do what we can and see what God will do. And Take you just, piece, yeah. no, that's good. Man. You just remind me too of that nugget, the guy we were listening to, Steve Chicolanti. Yeah, he said, he you know, oftentimes when God gives a still small voice, he loves it because he feels like that tends to be in segments where you're not facing a major trial, but it's when God really speaks clearly and just thoroughly that you can pretty much bank on you're going to have to go through a rough time and that you know who knows but that may be the reason that god sent all these prophet prophetic voices that have been trusted over the years to at this moment speak so clearly that the church would stand um in this moment as the tip of the spear 
to bring this thing to pass because God knew it would be such a tough battle. I mean, when have we ever known such a psychological operation to take place at a massive level like it's taking place right now? So don't stop listening to those false prophets. Um, get in the Bible, get in your prayer closet. And if you want to keep updated, do some of these news organizations we've recommended. Stephen, any last words? No, that's good. And, you know, to while social media might be problematic at the moment, we're still on there. And so it might be helpful for those listeners to, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of voice like, Hey, I'm here. And so other people mm. can see you, you know, cause again, I think in addition to fighting the idea of this entire thing being conspiratorial is that we're alone. Like where it's a very, yeah. very small group of people ascribing to this idea of voter fraud or whatever it is. And so, yeah, to actually reach out, uh, not only to us, you know, at Freemind FM or Seth Nerva, but I just followed you on Parlor. I just created my account. So, hey, <laughs> I see you on there. Okay. Uh, but also that, but yeah, and just to, you know, f- for peace, you know, I think God offers peace even during times like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever yeah. I feel myself gravitating towards fear, I know that that's not of God yeah, mm. in, in no situation aside from fearing God, does he ever ask us to fear anything yeah, else? So you know, there's, there's no imperative in the Bible anywhere to say fear anything of this world to yeah. worry, to have anxiety. And so when I feel myself gravitating towards that, I know something's up and I need to check myself. And so I'll just, you know, for you listener, continue to ask God for peace and to remove fear and yeah, to make it clear what you should do or what you ought to do what you can do and that's good man and and i think yeah we still have to stay for us especially you know people we we're not we're not departing from our social media outlets yet because there is still battle to be fought there and in fact i'm thinking about i don't know what you think about it Stephen, but we should probably jump on Fremont Instagram and do more some lives over the next couple of weeks to kind of keep people informed with what we're seeing and just be encouragement for other people who might be feeling like, man, this is a hard battle. So if you, if you have Instagram and you want to follow us on there, I think it's at Fremont FM. That's right. Um, Fremont FM everywhere. Yeah. And we'll, we'll start doing some stuff on there and um, yeah. So that's good, man. All right. Well, yeah, reach out to us, listener. You know, you can always email us or get with us on social media. All those links are in the show notes. I'll also put links to all the news sources that Seth talked about and also to Parlor and MeWe. All those links are in the show notes. Check them out there. If you haven't yet, you know, giving us those five stars and Apple Podcasts is still be appreciative and helpful. So give us that five-star rating and review. And don't forget, you can support the show on patreon.com. That's still going. And if you support the show with any amount, you get access to all those back catalog of bonus episodes as well. Lots of great stuff on there. If you want to really hear the Mountain Prophet go in, then we have a bonus episode of, from, of him on there in, uh, on Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash freemindfm. That link is in show notes as well. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys very soon. Yes, sir. Alrighty.